Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. He led the Pulaski Academy Bruins to nine state championships in his time there. Bill Belichick described him as probably the best high school coach in the country. His unique strategies garnered attention nationwide. The Zone welcomes Kevin Kelly into the show. Brought to you by Bowen Hefley Orthopedics. The best surgeons, the best treatment, all focused on you. Hi, Coach. How are you? Great. Thank you. How are you? All right, Joe. You had your time. <laughs> I'm much better now. Joe brought brisket. I don't know, Joe, this is going to sound dumb, and please don't hate me. I don't know that I've ever had mac and cheese at Corky's. It's good. It's excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, he brought it before because uh, Miss... Uh, miss, I, I probably miss wasn't v. here that day. Made I probably wasn't here. Uh, that's that a day. great point. Gone. Yep. That's a great. You were going. Well, well, vacation team. again. Wes and I text last night. I said, "What do you think?" And he goes, "Okay, yeah, bring food because you know." Put me in such a better mood last week. I really appreciate it. Plus, Coach you, Kelly ate his sandwich, which said he was easier to. I know. I, you I, were I, easier to deal with. Don't bring it up that you had to get on to me about that because I told Joe when I walked in, I'm not eating on the air today. Well, it's not even that. I just have never seen you eat because I know you have this. I don't uh, like. I don't like to eat lunch. Right, but it was right in front of me. It was, it's so a good, good one. It's a good one. That's the that is the essence of radio. Like pizza would show up here at, at seven a.m. and they're eating pizza on the air at seven a.m. It's just like the only matter of fact. I would I would say the only time I've eaten lunch in the past three months has been Corky's. Probably. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> Go got t- somebody got tissue. <sighs> What do you think of uh, what do you think of the NIL deal, Coach? Have someone who I guess you were on the sort of the periphery of it all, but well, honestly, there, there's I mean, there's, Coach is cool with no scholarships. NIL was at least your problem. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did have a guy that had NIL with uh, uh, what, uh, it was a little chicken place. There's a couple of them around. It wasn't Slim's Chickens or anything like that. Coach. Chicken Express, sort of B, I think. Oh, what is it? Bojangles. Bojangles. Oh, Bojangles it was is Bojangles. fire. <laughs> Dude got two meals a week, I think, if he if he tweeted them like twenty times that week. Okay. Tweeted about it. Of course, there's only five restaurants in town, so you know, and that was the high end. So yeah. you know, but but no, honestly, there's really two sides to look at it. I, I I know you go, you don't want them to be capped, you don't want to be capped, but the disparity in what oh yeah the quarterback is making between what the tight end is making or the guard, who is very important to the offense, mm-hmm. is way different. And it's different between the outside linebacker and the quarterback, and and those there is a lot of internal feuding on college football teams from the coaches I know that I talk to. Oh, really? A lot. We were but, worried about that when it came up, but I've not heard any of those stories. Well, they try. I mean, they try to keep that in-house sequester. You know, they don't want anybody to know their teams fighting about that kind of stuff. And there's guys having to give other guys money that they're getting so much of because they're afraid they may revolt and not uh, not block for them or not play good defense for I mean just crazy stuff going on that's wild because of that so I see the need for it and I also see why you wouldn't want to do, you know why it's not we're a capitalistic society to do it in you know I see both of that it, well it was well, here's my thing too it was one thing when it was like kid champion or Corky's barbecue or somebody wants to sponsor right, right, Wes because right. he's a great talent it's another thing when they have a collective of money and they're like okay we're gonna dole this much out to you because you're KJ Jefferson right, right, and I really right, need right. you but my, you know, my cornerback over here. I got a couple other guys that can play corner. I can't pay you that I, kind of I, money. I talked to a guy last week that is a big sponsor of one of the athletes at the University of Arkansas. Okay, they had a contract with the guy last year to do such and such, and he made a lot of money. I mean, it was six figures, and 
he came to them and said, I'm opening myself back up to a higher, higher number. And they're like, we've already got to deal with you for this number. So he does it anyway. And they didn't fight him on it. They're like, fine. They didn't fight him on a contract, whatever. And he goes out, opens himself up, doesn't get the even the same number, tries to get a higher number, doesn't get it. Comes down to that number, doesn't get it. Comes back to them for a lower number. And they're like, no. He comes back for half price, and they're like, no. Good for them. And now this kid is sitting there. But but here's the real problem. I know the kid a little bit. I mean, just through people. He must have gotten some bad advice. Yeah, he's getting bad advice, and that's the other problem part of this is they're not even – a lot of the kids aren't even doing it themselves. They're getting advice on you're worth this, you do this, and next thing you know, the kid's counting on this money, probably didn't pay his taxes for last year, needs it to pay his taxes – and now he can't do anything. Now he didn't. Well, now he didn't have anything. It's similar to. It's better in the NBA now, but the advice you get to go pro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the people yeah. you're listening to are not. It's like I tell kids all the time, Coach. It's like whoever's giving you advice, if they benefit, yes. in any way, yeah. in any way you, possible, yeah, from you making some money, you don't need to listen to them. Yeah. The, the University of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I won't say they necessarily are the best, but they have certainly been as good as anybody in getting that. their NIL set up and having Terry Prentice out in front of it. But the thing is to me, well, I think everybody respects on both sides, players and administrators respect Terry. And I think us, the guys like us who have reached out to try to get NIL athletes, he's been great about moderating the contracts and making sure that everything's in order from a from a compliance standpoint. But Terry, to me, is not in their ear. You know what I mean? Yeah. They've got a lot of other advisors or friends or people who are like, well, you should be getting this much. You should be getting that much. I heard that this guy was getting that much. And if, you, yeah, if you're a star, like if you, here's, my, here's, here's the ones where it's real tricky to me. If you know KJ's making, I'm just going to throw a number out there, 250, which is way low, I'm sure. And you're Rocket Sanders and you're making 72. I'm kind of pissed because, like, I'm a big right. deal, too. And I'm going to be an all SEC guy potentially. Well, next you year. could stake a claim at times if you're Rocket Sanders that you're equally as important as he is and you played more games and didn't get injured. And I mean, you know, there's yeah. a thousand ways a kid that's making less could look at this sure. and really be jealous. But to show you how scared I was of this group. Back when they first started forming, and I don't even know if it was the same group. There was a group of guys trying to form this NIL thing. And I don't know if it ended up being the same one because there were several groups. They called me and asked me to be on the board. I was going to get a salary, a stipend to be on this board. I was like, there is zero way I'm getting involved in this. The NIL stuff. for whom? University of Arkansas. Oh, really? Okay. And there is, just as a as a, as a, as a, as a as an advisor type thing, take me, you, you know coaches, what are you hearing? And they did it for a good reason. They were wanting to stay away from some of the problems that I'd heard the year before or that I was hearing that year from coach friends I have. I was terrified of it because I don't know which way it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how it's going to go. And I don't know who's going to have mud on their face oh. when it's all over with. And even people with good intentions that are trying to help the kids, maybe some of them are trying to benefit. That'll help my business. But let's be honest. Most of them are trying to help the university's football team right. or basketball Absolutely. team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just see so many ways it could go really bad. And it can go really good, but I see so many ways it can go really bad. I've not seen any major like commercial work. Not a ton, at least. I've seen well, When UAMS was doing it before they got cold on it, they had a couple of cool commercials with some, some athletes that they were paying mm-hmm. out. But I haven't seen, I think, I want to say maybe I saw Livy Dunn doing a national commercial this morning. Um, but it, for a clothing line. But I've not seen those guys doing major deals like that. But obviously they're the making one I always t- see is the Virginia basketball. Yeah, player. I see that for a lot. Good feet. Yep. Is it a good feet store? That or? Yeah, that has to be in Virginia, to, right? Good feet headquarters because yeah, be they have a male and a female, and right. it runs it runs on our station yeah. a lot. Yeah. I, I see it a lot. I just don't see the. I don't think there's that much value. I guess 
for companies, except for maybe a couple of athletes. I don't know. It's interesting to me because it is. I mean, it's truly right. It's They're helping the school, and you're helping the kids. You're not necessarily doing it to benefit your company, I don't think. Some people think some people want to get a little bit out of it, but that's not the main. That's not the main objective, right? You know, but they do think if they've got somebody pitching lawnmowers for them or I, something. I know. don't even have a theory on a resolution for this. Like I have no idea oh, what what might be reasonable, yeah. fair, and that you could that would stand up in court. You know what I mean? Because I think limiting would be a court. great. There's a lot of good ways to do it, but none of them will stand up in court. Right? Exactly. There's no legal good way. To right. Do it. Precisely. Because these guys are 18 years old, they can do and make whatever somebody will give them. That's true. Joe, as a business owner, do you think a Razorback pick offensive lineman or defensive lineman pitching Corky's would sell more barbecue? Um, I think it would give you – it wouldn't hurt. I mean, I don't think it would hurt. Yeah. I mean, I think it would It would – if you're doing that, I think it would draw attention to the commercial. Would you come out net positive for what you have to pay for one of these guys? Well, that, that, was, that would be – well, that's the question in any kind of advertising, yeah. right? But you know? that's what I—he that, asked that question. Yeah, of course, it's hard to bring some attention, but can uh, I you doubt, make I a doubt net profit from quirky standpoint? Yeah. What we would have to pay to get somebody like that? No, I think what would be a better expenditure on your part, and again, I'm just trying to help you here as someone who's worked in media and understands <laughs> advertising, is it's maybe a getting a high-profile high radio host uh, to eat your food for free, and then talk about how great it is on the radio, and then maybe. Uh, go to trip. Omaha and eat all the restaurants there, and you you take care of that bill too. And then go, you know what? Corky's is better than so anything they got better. up here. Hey, to show you to show you how this goes on the on the inside. If you give one to him and don't give one oh, to yeah. me, because yeah. I'm there every week. This yeah, guy doesn't yeah. eat so high end places all the time and, oh, and then frowns upon that. Is high end. What do you think, play? little uh, little morning show, little Roger and Baz? Yeah, what about you? Those gave guys? a deal to to Justin. Let's just tell him you did. Just to just to make him mad, that would make me happy, honestly. I'd go one further. I'm going to put your name out there every chance I get. Like tweet it, Instagram yeah. it. Yeah. I'm going to tell the FBI guys to quit eating there if you don't. Man, those are my guys, man. They're, they're they've been riding and dying with us. Yeah, for they're a long awesome. time. They're <laughs> awful cool close. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good spot we, for them. We welcome it because it. Uh, we ask them to do some background checks on some people every now and then. It's, I wanted to ask even on this show. Yeah, leave me out of this. What? <laughs> I wanted to ask Coach about uh, KJ Jefferson. Yeah, we saw him working out on oh, the yeah. uh, beach with uh, Whitfield George. George Whitfield. Whitfield. What do you know about this guy? You like George it? Whitfield? You, okay, oh, we, you do we like didn't know. I, you do like him I thought my memory was you were not a big fan. No, of what there, he does. there are very few guys. There are very few of those that I like, and I like, I'm a fan of George. What does do he like do? The, do you like? Excuse me, the guy that used to work for ESPN, the Trent Dilfer. Yeah, I don't like him. Training quarterbacks. I went and watched him do the Elite Eleven. Went down there and did that a few times and watched him do his thing. And it's just a hype thing. It's okay. he's a thermometer. I want the guy. You know, he would he would take. You know, he's got these fifty guys and you got to make them the Elite Eleven. And honestly, seven out of seven or eight of them, it was just who was the hype guy because he said I want the the quarterback's got to be ther- thermometer. He loved the word thermometer. It's got to be the thermometer. Yeah, he said if you're hot, the team's hot. And he meant your attitude and your energy and stuff. So I don't know. He was cold, and his team won a Super Bowl. One I know time. he was the worst quarterback ever for a Super Bowl win. But so like it would be like we're throwing. You know, I want these guys to get some work in. I want to really see which one's the best. They would throw one pass, and if the pass was complete and it was an easy pass, it was something stupid. For five minutes, they were celebrating, running off the sidelines. Wow, yeah, yeah, going. Nuts. And I'm like, that is the world getting, we live in. We're getting four passes in two hours yeah. because you want. I mean, we can't see who's the best quarterback is. Right. 
Now, that all said, didn't like him. He called me when I was down at, uh, in South Carolina. He called me and was talking to him about office. This Dilfer. is Dilfer. Okay, I'm sorry. And he called me, and I got to, I got to so meet good. him. I mean, I got to talk with him. For, and we started talking quite a bit for hours and hours about offense and how to run a team and stuff like that. I saw a different side of him. I will say, you know, he's one of those – he's played in a Super Bowl, and he really felt like I'm better than who I am, I think, you know. And, and you know, there's a borderline between confidence, arrogance, that kind of stuff. And then, I mean, he did get a job in college now. And he did a good job where he was, but he was he had the best players. He was in an open recruiting place and did a good job recruiting him. I hope he can carry it to there. But Did he call you to be his, his OC at UAB? You know, we chit-chatted a little bit, and he ended up hiring uh, the kid from Arkansas that his dad is Mortensen. Oh, yeah. Oh, Alex yeah. Mortensen yeah. is OC. And I'm a big fan of Alex. He's going to do a really good job. He okay. couldn't have hired, in my opinion, a better guy for what he could pay and that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Alex is a is awesome. All right. And he and I have talked football. He used to call me and talk football all the time when he's in Alabama. And well, uh, Alex can relate to a he's guy. He's got a good knowege of it. He's got a who's really, really good, good at talking game. and teaching and coaching and wasn't yeah. that great at playing. Whitfield, what makes him good is he's very open minded about new ideas. He doesn't. He's not set in stone. Here's what I do. Then I go to the next one. I go to the next one. He's always trying to learn. If he sees something or thinks of something, he'll try it. But he puts guys in good life situations. Live situations without having the live part there. With the uh, stuff, I mean, he puts sets up stacks of tires where they can't see. You got to move over and throw through lanes. Nobody sees over. Everybody's like, oh, that quarterback's too short. Nobody sees over a six-five center and a six-eight left tackle. You, you, everybody slides and throws through lanes. He does that. He does a good job of making them throw off their back foot a little bit because they're going to whether you want them or not. And I've say, seen a lot of quarterbacks that have that down. That. Well, yeah, don't teach it. <laughs> don't teach it. But you better be ready because they're gonna do it. So you better let them do it some in practice. And he and I believe a lot of the same. I got to spend three days with him. And uh, now, he was an offensive lineman, right? Whitfield? Yeah. I don't know. He, think, he looks like he probably was. I think he was because he's, he's, he's a big dude. It's just kind of. Yeah, I think he was. I think he went to Stanford. And he's a I big think, dude. And, and I almost want to say he played for the Chiefs at one point. But, but I'm not sure. But I mean, Joe. Joe, we don't do yeah. facts. Don't I'm, I'm a fan that. of his. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. This is a morning show. That you don't need facts. <laughs> As a coach, do you worry about other guys tinkering with your guy? Absolutely. My deal, because I had the deal with uh, Clint. Clint was training some of my guys through the years at PA. Sterner. Yeah, Sterner mm-hmm. at PA. Not a fan. You're not a fan? No, you're not. Well, I wasn't when he was first training. I'm trying to cause some controversy No, I wasn't. when. Clip of the day, Christian. And he, ready. Know, he knows this because he was taking my younger quarterbacks and my older quarterbacks and did it for years. And finally, I'm just like, Kevin, you're the idiot here. You know, because he was teaching them a three-step drop and a five-step drop, and I didn't like it. And I'm like, they're not going to do that. And this, that, the other. And he's teaching them certain throws with routes and timing, and I'm not doing that. And and finally, I told the kid, I'm like talking to the kid and the dad, I'm like, this isn't doing you good. Matter of fact, it pisses me off. I'm going to bench him because you're not doing it my way. Well, Clement played in the NFL. I'm, not, I'm the idiot. I want him throwing. Get all the work you want. So I went to Clint and sat down and said, Clint, here's what I want to see them do. Now, if they don't do this, they're not going to play for me. And we came to an agreement, and he started teaching them what I wanted to do within his stuff. And Which was what? Give me some examples. He was teaching them all kinds of drops I didn't want him doing. He was teaching them different footwork that I didn't want him doing. And I told him the way I wanted it done. He said, I'll teach them that way. I'll teach your guys that way. And anybody else, I'll teach them the way I learned Did your in guys, college in the NFL. You guys didn't drop at all, right? Did you guys ever play we under center? Do, we, we, I, I let, I, I, no, we never played under center, but you still can take a one or a three out of shotgun. Sure. And But I teach a real short three, 
and a certain way you do it. Everybody else's three is really a four. It's three and a half, four. And mine's a true three because my everything I'm predicated on is getting the ball out sooner, making the offensive line block less amount of time, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've got certain ways you do it. it to me, it's way easier. And there's and, and when you sidestep in those lanes, it's always step with your front foot. People let them step with their dominant foot. Well, then they got to take three steps into just two. For instance, if I'm facing if I'm facing downfield and you're on defense, and I've got to go sideways. Get him on video, Wes. If I've got to go side, if I've got to go sideways, okay. I don't know if I can see this, but if I've got to go sideways to see you, you're open. He's not. You're my receiver that's open. You're my receiver that's open. Okay. Down the field. All right. Okay? And here I am. Here's my feet. Okay. Here's my feet. And I've got to slide over here because the center's blocking my view, and there's a lane right there to see you. What I teach is people just let their uh, quarterback step with their dominant foot. Nine out of ten of them will step with their their right Right foot, foot, and they'll go one, two, but then when it's time to throw – they have to step with that third foot. Now, here's what you don't people don't realize. Third foot. Oh no, you got to take your third step. I, was saying, I only got two okay. feet, coach. But My look, God, no wonder I couldn't look, play quarterback. Here's what people do when you walk: you go right, left, right, left. So what they do is they go right, left, right, left. It's four steps to throw. If you make them step with their front foot, either way, it is left, right, right left. left, throw. I'm cutting one full step off, which is probably. Almost a fourth of a second, 0.25 seconds, which in the scheme of a season, 600 dropbacks, if you cut 0.25 off, is 25 sacks in a season. Now think about that. That's two and a half sacks a game you cut off by just fixing that one thing. And that's the difference between my way. What was an average number of sacks when you were a coach for a player? Probably, I mean, we, we were different and we threw it a bunch, but we probably averaged, I would say, 20 a year. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like it was good. Because you threw it 50 times a game. And we throw it deeper than anybody else. I don't mean 40 yards, but our deep throws, we were throwing 25 yards, intermediate throws, yeah. and let them run. You know, same pass concepts, but we throw we throw it sooner. <clears throat> and with the footwork, we're getting it out sooner, so mm-hmm. it, it lowered our sacks. It's interesting. But we, we were, here's something that will tell you how important sacks is. This is this is a big deal. I looked at our – I looked at our – analyzed our stuff for four years. If we didn't have a sack – or a penalty on a drive, we scored 88% of the time, a touchdown. Oh. That's incredibly high. It's Amazing. like 30 is supposed to be the number. <clears throat> if we had a sack, our number went from 88% of the time to 8. <laughs> Even if it was on first down. Wow. It changes the mentality of the quarterback, the team, the play caller, everything. 88 to 8. As <laughs> soon as I saw that over 40, I'm like, we've got to fix this. you know. And so Smart. then you start working on the little things. Because I didn't like, we'll avoid sacks, throw shorter. That doesn't. That's proven not to win either. Mm-hmm. It's find a way to get the ball out sooner so you can still run the same plays because those plays are good. Joe Klein's here, courtesy of Corky's Barbecue. we got Kevin Kelly, thanks to Bone Hefley Orthopedics. Got to hit a break. up Michael Felder coming up in a second. You sticking around? Yes. Thank you. David is on the line real quick, and then we'll hit the break. David gave up on me. <laughs> George Whitfield, by the way, played college football as a quarterback. He was recruited wow. to play by Jim Tressel, then the head coach at Youngstown State. Uh, he was on the bench watching a lot, so he transferred and went to Tiffin University. Old Tiffin. Oh, I was close. He was at Youngstown State and Tiffin instead of it's Stanford. Almost Stanford. Stanford. O-lineman. <laughs> Tiffin is a, <laughs> Tiffin's an excellent offensive That's what uh, you get here, though. baby. Don't let the facts get in the way. <laughs> just, have a good story. Just want to let everybody know. <laughs> 